0: listening to an exclusive podcast pod, pub Network, your city, your podcast.
1: With the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout, steps with first face. The throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. he out, the goes
0: away. That ball's in well, the left center field, back toward the track.
1: You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks!
0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me is Jim Rizzotti. Jim, wonderful Wednesday. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? Not too good. Not too good. The Pirates are on a nine-game losing streak. They are officially yeah. twenty-three and forty-three. This is why I'm not doing too good. All that kind of care less about, and, and here's why: we knew they were going to be bad. Like I don't know why people are like ready to cut heads off because the Pirates suck. Well, yes, they they do. <laughs> uh, right. This is right. this is why I'm mad. I'm mad because it's getting closer and closer to your 54 win prediction and not my you're just, 61 You're you're,
2: um. you're just upset that it looks like I I may be correct.
0: Yes. That's yeah. why. That's why okay. I'm miserable because they're on a what did you say what is it a 56 win pace right now? 56 win p- pace right now. Yeah. So that's why I'm mad. All right, that makes sense. Because F you, Jim. <laughs> Seriously.
2: <laughs> I think, was I the only one in the challenge too? Like the whole challenge who predicted
0: 54? I think there was somebody else. Ah. And I'll say every year we get those. Uh, I mean, I, I I like it. I put them on all the time. You'll get the people that say like 157 wins, you know, or someone right. that says like 13. So I, I'll yeah. put them in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had like a few like, you know, those in there, but as far as like what looked realistic, I think one other person. So I have it up. So no, you Bucko Mike and Jake Kiefer voted 54. We had a 48 and a 44.
2: Those two aren't going to happen, I don't think. That would be that would be uh, like record breaking. I mean, um, maybe I right, maybe, but but hey, I mean,
0: my dude, Bucko Mike. Though you got to you got to stick with them, right? Okay, <laughs> so I take what I said back. I'm pissed because you and Bucko Mike said 54 and are looking more more correct. Actually, Bucko Mike eats me way more than you, Jim. And anyone yeah. on Twitter, <laughs> look out! Like if they win 54 games this year, just mute Bucko Mike or block them. We're gonna have to.
2: Yeah, it's going to be – he may change his Twitter name to that.
0: <laughs> again, we might even get a profile pic. No, doubt it. Anyways, yeah, the Pirates, what, nine in a row, Jim? The, the Dodgers, yeah, and, and, the does, Brewers, and it's still the actually
2: – still actually did the Diamondbacks lose again last night? Probably. <laughs> if, if you don't know, just say yes. Right, the Diamondbacks. I, I know going into last night, we're on like a f- eleven game pace, oh, so they're on.
0: What? Hold on, let me look it up. They uh, They did lose eight to nine to the Giants. Yeah, so they're they're now twelve in a row.
2: So somehow the Pirates aren't even the coolest team in baseball.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, they, the uh, Diamondbacks oh. are twenty and forty eight right now. I I thought they would be bad, but
2: their pitching has to just be the worst pitching staff in the majors. Because if you look at their lineup, and we'll just talk about Diamondbacks here for 20 seconds, and then we'll move on. But if you look at the Diamondbacks lineup, it's not bad. Someone tweeted out the other day, I think it was Jared Carabas. they have more runs scored than the Yankees. Now that
0: says something. It says two things. The Yankees suck. But also – the diamondbacks pitching is awful. No.
2: Diamondbacks have given up 372 runs this year. Mm. That is nine more than the twins. Twins are the second worst.
0: And the twins pitching is awful as well. Yeah, but you're yes. right. Like, that's the thing. Like yeah. the, the pirates are bad. And I had no issue with people flirting with 100 loss. Now, I mean, people are saying like 120. This is the worst team ever. And, and here's why I was getting at. Like that was kind of egregious. You know, I've seen worse baseball teams and we're definitely seeing it right now. I mean, the, we, the Pirates play the Rockies. You, you saw that series. You saw the Rockies had. Uh, we're, we're talking to the Diamondbacks right now. Like there's some bad, bad team. So even in the sense of like trying to get a number one pick this year, it's it's a hard challenge. Because there's a lot of good challengers for that right now. And the Pirates, as bad as they are, they, they might not even be like the top four worst teams.
2: Top four. Yeah, I mean if you if you're looking at at this purely from a draft working well, we standpoint. Either, right? Yeah, if we're looking at this from a draft, Orioles have lost six in a row. But the Pirates do have the worst run differential in the majors. So if that is a predictor of things to come, you know, maybe. Maybe we, they, they get that number one overall pick. But, yeah, that's right it. now, it's, it's going to be hard to, to unseat the Diamondbacks.
0: So what are we seeing here? I mean, obviously, Moran comes back. He gets injured. That's, that's an issue. Cabron Hayes has cooled off a bit. That's fair to say. He made an error the other day. So I don't know. He, maybe he needs a A stint. Um, speaking of AAA stints, Keller goes down to A. Let's talk about Keller. I don't think we need to provide too much analysis on the overall team. Everyone knows they're bad. So, is it fair to say team bad and we can kind of forget a lot of the game by game stuff? Yeah, I think okay. so. It's a good, it's good. Keller <laughs> goes down to AAA. Now, there's a lot of uh, dialogue about that, whether it was a good move, a bad move. Um, I, I think you and I have definitely been on board with like, just keep him here. Like, why send him down to AAA? Keep him here, let him work out his stuff. Uh, it's a lost season, right? Obviously, if they're competitive, he's probably down. It doesn't even make it to April, the end of April. I don't know, you know, but regardless, right. keep them up here. But they do sit them down and I'm okay with it. I think you're okay with it. We actually talked about it on NS9 live before they actually happened. Like, I, I think it's, it's time and they do. So give us your overall take and thoughts of why it should have happened. And I and, uh, guess your thoughts, maybe what you think is going to come on the outside of this.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I think until honestly, until the last start, I, I, I wasn't I was like you might as well keep him up here. But last that, that last start kind of did it for me. He just at some point you can't just force your bullpen to throw six plus innings every five days, like when Keller comes up comes to his spot in the rotation. So no, it was it was definitely it was time for, for him to go down. Um and then hopefully hopefully what this means is he can just kind of relax, reassess some things. Maybe just like hit the reset button, you know, um, learn, learn how, what it is to, to, to taste success again, uh, whatever it takes, just he, he, the, the, the stress of, of major league baseball, just, or, 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 or whatever. I don't know what it was that was messing with him. His, the stuff too looks like it's regressed. So, right. Just just figure it out you know figure out who you are because right now he is, he doesn't know. He's not really a power pitcher he's not really a finesse guy. he's kind of in between and
0: yeah he just needs to he's needs, he needs kind of find himself. I mean we've all been hinting the psyche you know with him just his emotions, how he looks out there. You know, he, he looks timid he looks afraid he doesn't look like he belongs. Uh, I mean, that's this is all just... You can't prove it. That's This is on the outside looking in type of stuff. Um, yeah. Clearly, people probably just have that way about them also. And it might not mean anything. But, you know, when you're picking at straws and trying to figure something out, that, that clearly was one of the things. Now, he goes down there. I'm all for it, too. Like, like Everything you said is exactly correct. You know, he is... To actually use the word liability in a correct tense... He is a liability to this club, and more importantly, a liability to this bullpen. This bullpen has been used quite a bit this year. Now I know it's something around baseball, but for the Pirates, and it's like we experience this. I feel like every every game, you know, like a guy goes out there throws seventy and seventy pitches and gets taken out, and it's like he was actually on a good. A good role no. here. He's his pitching pretty well, and we're still taking him out in the fifth inning. Why can't they go anymore? So, like, this bullpen is, is used quite a bit on a normal day. When Mitch Keller can't get out of the third inning, you know, like, you're putting even more stress on this bullpen. Like, Dwayne Underwood, I feel like, is going to have his arm, you know, in a sling here come July because of how often he's being used. Uh, you know, Chris Stratton's like another one. Like, every bullpen pitcher is being used quite a bit. So... It's past the point where it's like, just leave Mitch up here to... We can't let Mitch ruin this team even more than it is, you know? Like, we got to keep guys healthy on the other sense. We're we're protecting all of our starters so much to the sense that we're just throwing our bullpen arms out there all the time. So part of it is that. The other one, like you mentioned, is like, like, at least you know he is better than probably almost every player there. So knowing that, he can go down there and just... Do his damn thing. Like, focus on him and not so much about all the other situations. The other thing about this is, which I feel is intriguing, Joel Hanrahan. This this is a big task for him. And, like, I look at it this way. Oscar Marine, I'm not going to, like, I feel it would be unfair if Mitch Keller is tied so much to Oscar Marine. Like, if he fails Mitch Keller, he's failed completely. Not saying he's done wonders for everyone else or whatever, but... I think it would be unfair to to like pin Oscar Reed and Mitch Keller side by side in that sense. But if Joel Hanrahan can turn Mitch Keller around, there's some pedigree to Joel Hanrahan, right? There's a lot of talks about him as a potential you know future pitching coach stuff. If he can turn this dude around, what's to say about Joel Hanrahan? And why are you just in AAA still?
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm with you there. So if we're if we're kind of looking at this is like a tryout for Joel Hanrahan. This is kind God of like his is. first <laughs> this is like a first big big project for him. Um I mean obviously he's been working with pitchers throughout the minors for years now. Um, but now he's kind of got this this uh, this project that is very important to this organization. You know, we hope so. And he's broken. And now uh yeah, now Hanrahan's gonna be tasked with uh with trying to fix it. So if he's able to do that, then yeah, I mean that's a that's a huge huge indictment on him. Huge uh, you know, he he deserves some credit for that. Um so yeah, we'll we'll just kind of follow Keller and AAA, kind of see how he does. Um Hanrahan was on um 9237, the fan, I think it was mm-hmm. yesterday, um kind of Said a little bit about what the plan was, right? Um, but and he kind of reiterated just kind of what we've been saying this whole time, right? Like we just can feel validated, you, you, Jim. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He was like, "You got to go out there and you got to think you're a dude," right? Um, and, and and so that was that was kind of one of the things he he said about Keller. But it sounds like they're gonna they're gonna take an approach where he's not going to have like a full workload down there. It's He's going to kind of ease back into it, kind of have like a second spring training, um, you know, not have to go out there and worry about pitching six or seven innings every time out, you know, just, just go out there, have some success, assess it, go back out there again. Um, but, but not necessarily, you know, Go out there and throw a hundred pitches every time out. So that's what it what it sounds like the plan is. So it'll just be be something to watch out there. I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He started on Saturday. Saturday. So, um, I think he'll probably start Anthony, on Friday. I'm
0: all off on days completely. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah you are. Um, <laughs> you, you thought it was like Sunday yesterday. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I mean we'll probably see him pitch for the first time. You know. Friday or so, so yeah, we'll see see
0: how he does. Correct, and I'm excited about that. And, and, and I guess for the people that were saying like, too, like this is just pointless. It's just a delaying the inevitable. You know, like going down here is not going to fix him. I, I call bullshit on that. But, like, what gives you any implications that this this is going to mean nothing? You know, there's there's clearly been many of players that have not had success up here. You know, they went down the AAA, whether it's a pitcher, or a hitter, or whatever. And, you know, they figured things out, however, whatever they needed to do, it was done. They came up as a totally different person, totally different player. You know, and like, I'm not in a sense, like even comparing this to like Roy Halliday, but that's a very good example of one. Like Roy Halliday went down to the minors and then when he came back up, that was the Roy Halliday you knew forever. Like that, he became a dude. Yeah. Not that and this- Roy Halliday was never as bad as Mitch Keller also. Right. And I don't feel Mitch Keller is going to become Roy Halladay by any means, right? Yeah. Like that's—I'm just using the example of a one-time a pitcher who just went down, worked on things, came back, and then just boom—that's what he needed. I mean, there are countless pitchers out there who took a while to figure it out,
2: right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it just there's tons of them. Um, the best pitcher in baseball right now, <laughs> you know, Jacob DeGrom. That's a good. Yeah, didn't figure it out until he was 26. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it Degrom is not figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like, so, so, yeah, th- it's not like this. This means that Keller's career is over, right? Um, and, and I mean, you talked about Halliday a little bit. Halliday didn't really figure it out until 24. I mean, Keller's 25 right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, these are these are people who went on to become Hall of Famers, right? I mean, by no means are we saying Keller's going to do that, but. <sighs> What I'm saying is, even the Hall of
0: Famers, (laughs) yeah, even even the Hall of of Famers,
2: yeah, even some of the greatest pitchers in baseball sometimes don't figure it out right away, right. Now, sometimes if you don't, sometimes you don't figure it out, you never figure it out,
0: right? But yeah, and that's I mean that's just what he is at this point, Mitch Color. We don't know what he's going to be, and I think expectations have definitely tempered quite a bit. But I, I just feel that. This is the correct move. Like you and I think are definitely on the same page here. That this is the correct move, keeping him in the majors. It, it's it's not so much that, you know, he's got to figure out the majors. Like him there, he will whatever. It's just again, like it's he's becoming a liability to this team. He's hurting the club. This is this is no longer about him. It's about the other players that you're also in charge of managing and and worried about. You know, so if you're gonna have him affect right. those guys, now you got a problem. Not an issue, it's a problem, you know. So, getting him down in triple <clears> A <throat> alleviates that problem you have, and maybe he can still work on himself there. All right, <clears throat> um, so maybe we'll move on from Mitch Keller. Uh, I mean, again, not, not too much really stood out. Everyone, everyone's been basically doing exactly what we've been talking about all year. We can talk about how Adam Fraser's still going on, and Jacob Stalling still looks pretty good, and Brian Reynolds is, you know, awesome. And everyone else sucks, you know. I mean, he
2: still looks good. I mean, he, he has yes. his streak snapped yesterday, but he got on base. I mean,
0: he's he's fine. <laughs> he's uh, he's still at least like now he looks. He's human now. He hasn't been human yet. He's finally officially a human being. And he made yeah. an error, so that that sealed the deal. Did make an error. I got to turn my alarms off. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear us, but I'm fishing on vacation mode and anyways, uh yeah, so nothing nothing I guess out of the ordinary. Um maybe we can talk a little about JP Brubaker. I just want to bring it up a little bit because he still looks pretty damn good. And even when he's not good, he still looks good. <clears throat> like there's been a few yeah. starts this year, like he just hasn't had his stuff. You know, but he's battled through and, and every almost every time, except for like maybe one or two outings, I can recall, he's put together a pretty good start, if not a really good start.
2: Yeah, I feel like what's happened with him a lot of starts is he'll he'll, he'll maybe like start off a little shaky and then he'll put together three or four really good innings. And then he something happens and he has to get pulled. Right. Mm-hmm. Um it would be nice to kind of see him go out there and just like shove for seven innings. I don't think we've seen that yet. Right. Like he always has like one blemish. Um, he did go out there and pitch
0: six scoreless a few starts ago, but you know, that's that, that, yeah, that sure would be there was one or two, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah the, he has always had like the one inning. Yeah. And,
2: and, the, and what just sucks about having the one inning is this, this offense is so anemic that, one inning, and you know you could you could lose the game, right? Uh, three to two,
0: because the offense isn't going to score more than two runs for you. Um, but and that's but a no, thing he has. Just a side yeah. in here. Does it always seem as if like Baker always gets these type of lineups? Like when it's someone's taking the day off, it's always. Because uh, I've tweeted out, I can't tell you how many times. Brubaker looking at the lineup and saying, "Oh shit, here we go again." <laughs> you know, it's like Brubaker has to go out there and battle every time he's on the mound because he just knows he's not going to get in the offense. <sighs> I I guess I, I even even if you're playing
2: the best lineup available, this lineup still is pretty is pretty rough. So, uh, but yeah, if one of those main guys is off, then it's even worse. When you when you have Eric Gonzalez batting fifth and playing first base, then you know there's there's just nothing you can do about that. Right. Newman leading off. But uh, but no, he looked good. He looked good. Um, I think he went five innings, four runs. He only struck out one batter this time. I think that was his lowest strikeout total of the year. Um, But he was he was avoiding getting people on base. I think he gave up a home run, if I'm no, no, no home run. Three no home straight runs. starts without yeah. a home run, by the way. When that yeah, was kind so. of
0: becoming almost like an Achilles heel for him. Yeah,
2: so that's good to see
0: there. Um
2: This nationals team though, again, it, just not
0: not, not good. good. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk good. about Powered of cast offs, you know, like yeah. They got Jay Hay and Jordy Mercer playing. They have Schwarber playing a cast off him
1: the Josh Cubs. Bell. They
0: traded for Josh Bell. You know, like it's it's pretty bad. It's like Trey Turner, Juan Soto, and then a bunch of 2021 Pirates.
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird lineup because like you have a bunch of guys who I mean, Schwarber can hit home runs, but like that's Really, it. And he's a really much <laughs> of a. Yeah, he's not really much of a hitter or an on base guy, for that matter. I mean, he, he gets on base okay, but um, but yeah, Trey Turner is one of the best shortstops in baseball. And you have Juan Soto, who is is having a down year by his standards, but still overall very good. His at his standards numbers. as like a twenty three year old. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But then, yeah, you look down the rest of the lineup. Here, you know, Jay Hay actually probably should be this team's leadoff hitter. You know, based off of his numbers. Um, Victor Robles is getting on base But he's not doing anything else Mm -hmm. That's a guy Victor Robles is a guy who I thought he would I thought he would develop by now And he he might still But I figured by now he would be like One of those you know better center fielders In baseball just hasn't turned into it He's a great defender The defense is clearly there But like yeah I was thinking Robles was going to be Like a you know like a Starling Marte
0: Type guy you know yeah. And, and he hasn't turned, hasn't turned into that. Which I won't get into the dialogue. I kind of want to about that. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I, I know it's not like the best team, obviously. But he does. The last three starts, he faced Colorado, faced the Dodgers, faces the Nationals. Um, and like you said, like he had one strikeout. Like this stuff wasn't there last night. But the guy definitely battled through. And and I, I mean, the Pirates could have won. You know, like. He gave them the opportunity to win at least. And they didn't because they stink. Uh, but I just wanted to highlight again, like Brubaker. Like Brubaker has been by far, I think, the biggest surprise to me. He he has earned the spot in this rotation for the foreseeable future. Like at this point in time, you know, it's been twelve starts. Um still just twelve starts, right? But I've always looked at Brewbaker like, eh, he's gonna be a really good reliever. But as a rotation guy, I don't know. But I'm excited for him. And he's, he's put it like, I'm sorry, this guy, he's a dude. Like you said, he is a dude. He has that mentality. If only he had like Mitch Keller's stuff, you know? Like if you blend Keller yeah. and Brubaker together,
2: that's what a really do you good thing What do you think? There have been a couple. We haven't actually talked about this yet. So, and Brubaker you know, kind of falls into this. Derek Sheldon's been real quick on the – the uh polling starting pitchers. Yeah. You know. I mean, Brubaker, five innings. He was pitching really well, you know, when when he came out. And 71 pitches. 71 pitches. And it's not like he even came up that in the lineup.
0: like the limit like, anymore.
2: He wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't like pinch hit four in the fifth. He didn't bat in the he didn't bat in the sixth. Um why I, I, I get you're maybe limiting workload this year. Like, is 70 pitches that limit? I like guess that the new limit for this rotation? Because it seems like, yeah, it seems like that's it. Like, once the pitcher goes five,
0: oh. it, it, it is, is done. It really does. Like, it seems like the 70 pitch mark is the new 100 for this team. Like, once you're at 70, we're kind of... Which it also is kind of funny. Like, so they let Will Crow... I'm not going to go too deep too, too, in this, but, like... One of the issues, Sheldon's had a better year. And I think we put more of a pass on him this year for situations than last year. Because last year was just awful. Plain awful. Like, you probably couldn't get any worse, right? It's not that we're saying too much that he's better this year. But he has improved. Uh, But, like, when he let Will Crow hit with bases loaded and then pulled him after one batter the next inning... What was that about? And he was at the 70 pitch mark, Will Crow. Yeah. But you let him. You let him hit with bases loaded, but then at the temperature's pitch, like, nope, can't do it anymore. So like, either like at that point, like that would have made sense to pull Wil Crow. Then I'd have been all four at that point. Like, oh no, Will Crow needs to be pinched hit here. There's there's bases loaded. You have a chance to win it right here. What are you doing leaving Will Crow in? That would be a good opportunity, but then you have guys that are actually pitching really well, and then they get pulled after 70 pitches in the fifth inning. You're like, why don't you let him keep going? I understand the the innings management, the workload this year, but again, it just seems that we're doing like we're helping so much, we're being so beneficial to the starters, we're being so careful with them that it's 70 innings, but yet the relievers are pitching way more than normal, also. You know, I mean. Like I said, like under what I think is the top three, if not you know top person now at the last night with innings pitched, Stratton's up there. Like like Holmes is pitching all the time now. Like all these guys are pitching. It seems like every other day. So by protecting all our starters, we're just clearly throwing all our bullpen arms out there every single day. Who cares about those guys?
2: And and I think I always go back and forth on the whole DH no DH thing, right? The one thing I really like about the DH, and it's probably my favorite thing about it, is that it takes away the, like, because more often than not, I just don't like managers and their decisions, right? I feel like <laughs> National National League Baseball just like, not National League Baseball just like makes managers' brains turn into pretzels. Like they don't know what to do. And, if you take that part away from it, then I get less frustrated with the managers. I, I And I understand the whole argument like that people have about how you know that's all a part of the game, right? That's what makes National League Baseball special is you've got these decisions that need to be made. And I, I get that. Like I said, I go back and forth on the issue all the time. But my favorite thing about American League Baseball is you don't have managers just doing stupid stuff, right? Um, at least not as much. I, I, I mean, you look up Rubaker, right? What was the the long the longest outing of Brubaker's season? was seven innings at Minnesota, right?
0: Minnesota.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Minnesota. But there you go. American League Baseball, Brubaker is able to stay in there. And, and, I mean, I'm sure we can look at other people and it's a similar situation. But, gosh, I just, I just like it when that decision gets taken out of their hands because it's typically the wrong one.
0: Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so we're going to stick to some pitching situations here. Not so much players. So obviously, MLB is cracking down on the substance. Um, I think we have some takes here. We have some questions. But I want to start off by throwing out there some Tyler Glass now video because he, I feel bad for him. You know, I mean, obviously, he's going to be forever linked to the Pirates and that trade and whatever. But throw that out of here. Tyler Glass now seems like a pretty good dude. Seems like a really cool dude. Uh, he's pitching fantastic for the the Rays right now, and now he has a partially torn UCL, potentially out for the year. They're going to rehab it, but like if it goes to Tommy John, you can you can say he's out for all of next year, and then he's on his last year of arbitration before he becomes a free agent with the Rays, which also might mean has he pitched his last pitch for the Rays? I don't know. But Tyler Glassnow had some things to say about MLB and this situation. So let me go ahead and play this video for you guys to listen to it. We'll talk about it.
1: I. 100% believe that contributed to me getting hurt, uh, no doubt, without a doubt. Um, I think, like, it's it's ridic- – I'm just going to – I have used sticky stuff before. It's ridiculous that, like, it seems like this whole public perception of, like, oh, just, like, select few people. Like, your favorite pitcher probably 50 years ago was using something, too. Like, if you felt these balls, how inconsistent they were, like, you have to use something. So, in the past, I – my – like substance of choice is sunscreen and rosin like just nothing egregious something to where i can get a grip on the ball so it doesn't feel dusty but two starts ago against the nationals i went cold turkey nothing and before that start i remember when all this stuff came out i was talking to people and talking to doctors and they were like the thing that maybe mlb doesn't realize or that players don't realize is like what what is the injury like what what is the prevention of like maybe it'll add to injuries and in my mind i was like that sounds dumb. That sounds like an excuse a player would use to make sure he can use sticky stuff. But I threw to the Nationals with nothing. I've never been, I don't use sticky stuff to, I don't use spider tack. I don't need more spin. I, I have huge hands. I spin the ball fine. I want grip. I did well against the Nationals, probably one of the best starts I had all year. I woke up the next day and was like, I am sore in places that I didn't even know I had muscles in. Like I felt completely different. I switched my fastball grip and my curveball grip. I've thrown it the same way for however many years I've played baseball. I had, to chain, I had to put my fastball deeper into my hand and grip it way harder. And I had to, instead of holding my curveball at the tip of my fingers, I had to dig it deeper into my hand. So I'm like choking the shit out of all my pitches. My cue I used to use with Snyder was hold the ball like an egg, like nice and loose, be loose. That's out of the window. So I, I now have to develop a new cue. I have to develop something where I can't hold the ball light anymore. I have to dig it deep into my hand. So I'm taking it and you have to think, I'm not a doctor. I know you guys probably know that, but I'm taking a a fastball, I'm squeezing the ball twice as hard. So all of this is I'm recruiting all these muscles and I'm taking my arm as hard as I can. So I'm going from like a flexed muscle to letting a ball go. And like I said, I was like, maybe it's not gonna, I don't think it'll lead to any injuries, but waking up after that start, I was like, okay, this sucks, something is, is weird here. And then that same feeling is persisting all week long. Then I go into my start yesterday and that same feeling just it pops or whatever the hell happened to my elbow. Like I feel it, something happens. And I'm, I'm sitting out there just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. The whole day yesterday, I'm sitting there trying to get a grip on a ball and I'm not trying to blame anyone. I'm not trying to say like, Oh, this is all Emily's fault. Like they got thrown into the situation too. They're doing the best they possibly can to navigate around this. They're trying to make this fair for people. I understand that, but you can't, whether you want us to not use sticky stuff or not is, is is fine. Fine. Do it in the off season. Give us a chance to adjust to it. But I just threw 80-something, 70-whatever innings, and then you just told me I can't use anything in the middle of the year. I had to change everything I've been doing the entire season, everything out of the window. I have to start doing something completely new. And then I'm telling you, I truly believe that's why I got hurt. Me throwing 100 and being 6'7 is why I got hurt, but that contributed. And so I'm, I'm just frustrated that, like, they don't understand – How hard it is to pitch one, but to tell us to do something completely different in the middle of a season is insane. I just don't it's it's ridiculous there has to be some give and take here you can't just take away everything and not add something pitchers need to be able to have some sort of control or some sort of grip on the ball. And I, I just don't want things like this to happen to somebody else. I don't want a fastball to sail away and hit somebody in the face like it already has. So I just think like, I understand you need to take an aggressive approach here, but like, I just think people are going about it all wrong. And I'm sitting here, my lifelong dream. I want to go out and win a Cy Young. I want to be an all-star and then now it's all just shit on because I like, now it's over and I can't, I, and now I have to try and rehab to come back in the playoffs. So I'm clearly frustrated. It's just, I think there needs to be a lot more, People need to to figure this out. You can't just tell us to use nothing. It's crazy.
0: So that's Tyler Glass now. Um, I mean, I think he makes some really, really, really good points. And I want to start off by saying, saying this. There's a lot of people out there that have seen this, either just read the tweet right of what he said, summarizing it, or saw the video. And they say it and say, who cares? You're cheating. This is an excuse. You know, you're cheating. All you're doing is saying you're you're crying now because you can't cheat anymore. And Tyler Glass now, bad guy. I want to put a, I'll start first. We'll get your take on here. But I look at this and say, I'm sorry. He's not the bad guy at all. Unless, based on what he said, because what he said is he uses rosin and sunscreen. He, he says he doesn't use the, air quotes, sticky stuff, right? Uh, we're talking like the spider tack or some type of a concoction that you're really trying to make and create spin rate, right? He's just using sunblock and um, rosin. To me, Tyler Glass now is not the bad guy. You know who the bad guy is? Once again, the reason the shirt was made Manfred Lowe's baseball. Manfred is terrible. Manfred is gutless. He's asinine. He's just a terrible commissioner just completely awful. And here's why. This stuff has been, air quotes again, illegal, right, forever. It's in the rule books, you can't use this stuff, right? But here's the thing, it's been used in baseball forever, right? Forever, pitchers have been using something to give them a grip. Not to more or less enhance, to change the way the baseball moves, like to get a grip, all right? For those pitchers, I have no issue with what they do. And here's the thing as well. Hitters want the pitchers to also. If you talk to hitters, like Andrew McCutcheon put out the tweet yesterday of him having to be all wrapped up now, right? They want them to have a grip because the hitters don't want to get hit. Like, we just had this series where Chad Cool was complaining about the Pearl baseballs and no one could get a grip. If that's going to continue with baseball forever now, at least for the rest of the season – there's potential issues that can come up about hitters being hit with the baseball. All right? You just saw his face get hit in the face. Not that this was because of it, but, like, real injuries happen from this type of stuff. And now if the baseball is going to get away from the pitchers even further, you have some real potential injuries that are going to happen for hitters. I have no issue with that. Here's the problem. It's not as if Manfred didn't know this stuff was happening. And now all of a sudden it's brought to his attention. Manfred is gutless because he allowed this. He allowed it. He allowed it. He kept it going. The blind eye, just like steroids. Blind eye, who cares? Until now it's public. Like it's out there and the public is giving feedback. It's like, oh, well, now that the people know about this and they're giving me stuff, i got to do something about this. Like be a freaking manager and stand. Like, either stand up for your damn organization, your league, or get the hell out of here. This is what I'm so pissed off about. He's doing this in season just because of public perception. He doesn't care. Two shits about how it can affect his actual players, right? And if that injury happened to Tyler Glass now because of this, I don't know. But with everything he said, I can certainly understand how it might play a part. And he's the first, okay? If we start seeing a a tick of injuries now, screw you, man, Fred. Seriously. Screw you. For not standing up for your league, you don't care about your league at all. You know, if you're so, you're always so worried about the public that you're out there trying to change so many rules because of the public and the people that you don't really care about your own people at all. You don't care at all about your own league. You think your league sucks. You do. You have no faith in your own league. You think it's terrible. You think it sucks. And you have to let the people run it for you. It's the same way, and not saying that Archer Deal was for that, but it's the same reason I've you know said time and time again on the show: if you're a GM listening to your people, if you're making trades and deals because of the people, you're fired. That's it. No ifs ands or buts. If you're only making something because of the public perception or pressure, you're done. That's Manfred. The only thing you do is just after the fact, after whatever happens. You wait on how the public reacts and then you do something. You're so reactionary to stupid stuff. And in mid season, you change such a big part of baseball to the extreme. Screw you, man, Fred. Now, I know you have some other thoughts on this. And I want you to talk about them too. Uh, Bring up yeah, the conspiracy so, stuff because there might be some stuff there too. <laughs> There's there's actually there's a
2: lot of there's a lot of potential storylines here. And, and 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 that was a good rant. And, and I I don't disagree really with with any of it. Um, oh, it's 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 difficult though for me to put all the blame oh, Hold on, let me take that back. I I blame Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball for a lot of what is happening right now. I guess it's hard for me to blame, though, the swift decision to just ban it all. And here's what I mean by that. You know, again, pitchers have always used something right to help their grip on the ball. This isn't anything new. It's happened for. Since baseball was invented, right? Right. Um, and and baseball always, you know, for the most part, they allow it, right? Because yeah, okay, you should be able to grip the baseball so you're not, you know, killing people, right? I mean, it's it's a it's basically a weapon. Um, I kind of you know think of it like like let's say you've got a, a nine to five job Monday through Friday, right? And your bosses let you just kind of slip out friday afternoon at three o'clock to go play golf right okay fine you know no one no one's really gonna bat an eye on it it's fine now though and especially over the last four years that we've seen four or five years you've got pitchers who are taking this okay let's just use something to help my grip a little bit more Now you've got with all this technology that's available to you, right? um, You've got these pitchers who are testing out all sorts of different substances and saying, okay, well, not only, you know, before I was using this and it was just kind of, it was fine. It was helping me grip the baseball. But now if I use this, it helps me grip it. But it also increases my spin rate by 15% which is adding three inches of break to my slider and, and, uh, and, and making my fastball unhittable, right? It's, they, 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 they took this extra step, right? Instead of leaving early three o'clock on Friday for golf, they also went ahead and said, hey, I'm going to leave Wednesday and Thursday too to go golf, right? Right. That's, that's kind of what has happened here these last few years. And so like if you're a boss and okay you let your you let your employees go play golf on Fridays and now they're starting to play golf on Wednesdays and Thursdays do you do you just say hey no more Wednesday Thursday golf you can golf Friday it's fine or you say you know what you abused it you went too far no more golf for you right so i'm i'm kind of thinking it along those lines like hey you know what you guys went too far right, right. You, and that's absolutely were, true so you were doing this, it was fine. It wasn't really providing a huge competitive advantage. Now you've just kind of, you've, you've done all this tests. You've, you've, you've taken advantage of what we were letting you do. You've gone too far, no more. It's not happening anymore, right? Um, because really, I mean, it, we can kind of, we, we've argued this, we've talked about this for over a year now that you know the the way that baseball is going these balls are what is happening to baseball is the product itself is now borderline unwatchable sometimes um because of what pitchers are doing right the, the pitchers are the pitchers are too good that um, the balls aren't being put in play. It's slowing and, and down to, games. To pause right?
0: you right there, can we now also finally once again stop talking so much about stupid launch angle and all this other BS? And can we now see that once again, like the pitching is crazy good right now and it's on a level where people are cheating that's even that much better? Can we just end that nonsense? I don't want to hear <laughs> after today launch angle one more time in that stupid context other than talking about someone's actual launch angle. it to bed yeah
2: the the take where you know the hitters are the i don't think the hitters are the ones ruining this game it's the pitchers are so freaking good that i mean you see you see pitching ninja and it's like you, you 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 show the technology and the stuff that's available to these pitchers now and what they've been using have made them just do things that I don't understand how a human body could even make contact. Right. I mean, they're tunneling some of these pitches where they look exactly the same until they're Uh, 10 feet away from you. And then they end up four feet away from each other. Right. So you've got these pitchers doing incredible things that have never been done in baseball before. And we're blaming the hitters because they're not able to put the ball in play. Um, So I, I, so, so going back to it, the, the swift, you know what, we're done. We're not allowing this at all. I actually kind of don't have a problem with that. I I could see and in Glassnow's <laughs> argument, right? It's kind of like a it's like a real world example, right? I'm not I haven't thrown 80 major league innings this year. Uh, it it I, I I don't know how this is going to affect kind of the real world, right? Um, is it going to cause more injuries? I mean, what Glassnow makes sense and what Glassnow talks about makes sense, right? If you can't grip the baseball as well, then you've got a hold it harder, which is going to cause more stress on your forearm, which leads to your elbow. And I mean, it, it, it makes sense what he's saying. Right. Um, I think it's just one of those things where like you gotta do something like you can't just say, okay, well, we found this egregious thing that you guys are doing. Hey guys, just don't do it anymore, please. You know, what's that going to do? Um, so I, It was a tough situation, I think, for Manfred to be in. And and believe me, I do not like defending Rob Manfred in any way. (laughs) Um, I still think he's to blame for a lot of what is going on. But I actually am okay with the whole, you know what? We're going to test everybody. Everybody who comes in the game, we're going to test. If you fail, you get suspended. Because at least they're doing something.
0: See, that's where – I'm sorry, this is why baseball is so bad, because you're at the point where you're satisfied because at least they're doing something. It's still the wrong thing, but we're just so inept that baseball is going to screw up that. Well, hey, at least they did something this time. No, like this is why I have an issue with it. It's so for one that for one, I guess I can understand the ban everything aspect like fine. nothing's good, right? I can understand it to that point, but it doesn't work. And here's why it doesn't work. Because guys that don't truly cheat, guys that have gone golfing, I'll use your metaphor. The metaphor I had in mind was that the teacher that uses the open book test. Like he allowed it, he allowed it, he allowed it. And then one day he says, I'm giving you this test, but you can't use your book today. Like do you blame the kids? So so do you blame people for leaving early every Friday? I don't blame you. I'm jealous and I might envy you, Jim, because I don't get to leave on Friday. You do, but you're allowed. I can't blame you for leaving Fridays. But now, because of some people who went too far, you're not allowed to go out on Fridays. You're not allowed to get home on Fridays, right? I can't blame you because you went home on Fridays. And that's why I look at this. like I can't blame Tyler Glass now for using sunscreen and rosin. You allowed it. Like, I can't blame you for doing it. You allowed it for all this time. So I understand where Glass now is coming. And because it's such a change right now in midseason, who knows what's going to come out from this? And again, you've done no studies. Like baseball, let's think about this time and time. Every year we hear of a new baseball. For an organization that hates change, right? Well, this is the way we've done it since eighteen hundred. This is baseball, you know? They just go out there and say, oh, but this year we're just going to change the baseball. Here you go, guys. Surprise. And they wonder why pitchers are changing what they're using, their habits stuff. But, like, you just change, change, change. And then now all of a sudden, you know, again, like in midseason, you're just like, oh, this now is done. It's out of here. Everything. And that's where I have the real problem with it, and uh, I, I can't get the quote. I know it was said, and I feel like it was Glass now, who mentioned how they had like the player reps or, or uni or something involved and in talk about this. It was yeah, it
2: was Glass now,
0: and they all mentioned how like they're all good with something. Like you need something, batters, pitchers, everyone were all on board that like, you need something, and disregarding once again his own people, Manfred says nope. I'm not listening. I'm not taking any consideration. It's all gone. gone. How do you also monitor this? Like, every umpire crew is just going to have their interpretation on what's illegal, what's not. It, it's up to the ums to decide. Well, that, <laughs> well, that's good news. There's nothing like an LP umpire that makes me get off. You know, like, seriously, the umpire is going to be in charge of this? And then on top of that, like, their big thing is, well, if you have a night game, you don't need sunscreen. So, no sunscreen for night games. What? What? You tell me if I'm in San Diego and I have a seven o'clock start, I can't use sunscreen. Do you know my family history? Do you, Do you know my father had cancer? Do you know that like this? Like, do, you're gonna tell me now I can't wear sunscreen? Seriously? Rob? That's your thing. You can't wear sunscreen at night games? GFY once again. Terrible decisions. So
2: I think I think my thing is I I, I blame everybody. It's everybody's fault. The pitchers are at fault
0: for taking it too far. MLB's at fault for allowing but those this pitchers happen. should be punished, not literally everyone in the league, every pitcher, and now every batter who is going to have a fastball off the dome. That's their punishment for this. Again, it comes down to
2: enforcement, though. Like that, that's the issue, right? There were there were pitchers who were t- taking this too far, and they they weren't enforcing it. The rule was already there. And, and that's what the problem was. Like going back to like what Cardinals manager um, Schilt said a few weeks ago. Like, why is it that some of these people are being checked and some of these people are not? So having something more uniform in writing, you know, as like a, this is a directive, is is good. But again. I, they allowed this to happen and, and you brought up the, the and glass now mentioned the baseballs, right? Major League Baseball is just doing all of these things. They're they're changing baseballs. The pitchers have been talking for years about how the the newer baseballs are so much harder to to hold than right. the older ones. So again, they went too far with it, but MLB also have been, has been doing all this stuff without really telling anybody. They're just throwing them a baseball and Hey, look it, this baseball is different than the last one I threw. Right. So, exactly. so, uh, so, so, so like, again, it, like, it's hard
0: spring when they show up. Yeah, so
2: like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really advocating like that anybody's right here, but everybody's wrong. <laughs> like everybody being wrong has now contributed to this and because of everybody being wrong and everybody should kind of shoulder the blame on this, is it gonna suck for this next half year? Yeah is is Tyler Glassnow's or inj- more injuries going to happen now like Glassnow's? Maybe Maybe we need to f- rethink what pitcher should look like, right? Glassnow mentioned, hey if I wanted to to snap my my curveball and and throw my fastball 100 miles an hour i had to do this now and i didn't have to do that before well guess what maybe pitchers shouldn't be throwing the ball 100 miles an hour and throwing curveballs that break 25 inches maybe we just need to like rethink what a good pitcher looks like in major league baseball i mean so so it's one of those things that's like If you can't control a fastball without sticky stuff, right, without injuring yourself, then you need to learn to throw that fastball without injuring yourself.
0: That part, I think, is – like, I'm for – and I don't want to get misconstrued here, too. I'm absolutely for banning the, the true substances that need banned, okay? Getting a grip. And having something to manipulate the baseball is two different things. Um, all for like, and I think we're seeing it. And, and it, the people have basically said, like, inside sources, whatever, like, 80 to 90% of the players out. like, Tyler Glass said, your favorite pitcher is probably doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to get sued. Don't sue me. I'm not defaming anyone's name. But, like, Garrett Cole probably is using it, you know? Like, when he left the Pirates, went to Houston, like, I, I'm sorry. Everyone, in, I think, in the Astros organization and in the Rays organization is using it. Uh, I mean, just put it bluntly, I think everyone's using it. And that's how they created all that. But regardless, okay, there, there's a, there's a difference. And, like, those people should certainly be punished. That should be out of the game. People should have to go back to, as you mentioned, learning how to pitch. And you are correct. But once again, it's not as if... Manfred didn't know this. It's not as if he wasn't able to go into 2021 and say, listen, this stuff is banned. Here you go. He's doing it now. And without listening to his own people, he's he's making the worst decision of how about to go with it. And it can potentially lead to injuries. And I'm not talking, again, just pitchers, talking hitters. I'm talking to whatever. He just said, I don't care about your guys in this league. I don't care about you. I care about my public you know, brand. That's it. And to do this, like to, like you said, pitchers have to go back and learn. Pitchers can't do this. Well, they have to do this and learn it within five days, because that's their next start. And that, to me, is the problem. It you either you let it happen, you let it go into the season, and you finish it off with just some changes, and then you have an actual off season to decide how you want to truly change and enforce it. Or you do nothing at all, because this this half in, now you know fully out and now fully in stuff is BS. That's just my take, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's good though. It's this will be good for baseball one day. The timing of it just wasn't right now for how they're enforcing it.
2: Okay. I mean I can I can live with that. I, I I do and again like from the player standpoint the last thing you want to see is is injuries, right? Like the, the very last thing you want to see is injuries. Baseball's better off when their best players are on the field. Um, that that is good for the sport, right? I mean Tyler Glasnow videos on Twitter is good for baseball, you know, when he's when he's just out there dominating. Um, But I I think you're right. Like I think in the long term, cracking down on this stuff is is going to be better for the sport. Yes. So I don't know. I I, again, I I blame everybody for this. So it's hard for me to like get super angry at one. Start to the top. (laughs) It's hard for me to get super angry at like one specific person because I think the blame really needs to be shouldered by everybody. It's Manfred. But MLB's definitely a culprit here. I mean, let's 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 be real. They're they're the ones who have been changing this baseball every year for the last five years, it seems like. Yes. In fact, they're changing it from regular season to postseason. It's like a completely different ball, even in the same season.
0: <laughs> right. You know, I mean there you like,
2: go. Oh, people- like like imagine <laughs> Yeah. People- yeah. Uh, People are going to be watching now, so we need to make this ball bounce a little bit more.
0: I actually forgot about that too. Like, it did, it literally changed in the postseason. That's so, oh my God. I hate Manfred so much. I hate him. Hate him. Imagine any other sport just doing that. Imagine NFL is like, oh, we got to do, we got to do football here. I mean, NBA did it once and it was a disaster and they got rid of it. But like, everyone at least knew about it, you know, and then they got rid of it. And, it wasn't like the playoffs there's a new basketball all right um, let's move on there because hopefully we'll have a guest podcast this week uh, maybe give us hopefully. some answers on all these questions we have so uh, tune in for that but I guess we'll move on we'll finish the show with our obviously prospects so a little down on the farm section here All right, Jim. So we won't go too deep into this. We've taken a lot of time, but we've had some passionate topics to talk about. Uh, It was it was Rowanzy Day. I'll give you the lead. It was Ronesy Day. Is your day, Jim?
2: Yeah. Let me let me bring up that box score here. But uh, yeah, Rowanzy Contreras Day yesterday, and he had. I keep keep saying um, I'm sorry.
0: It's Rowanzy. I keep saying Rowanzy.
2: Rowanzy. Um, Ethan will correct me. It's Rowan Z. He <laughs> dominated, dominated yesterday. Um, and what was cool about it is it was against uh, the Erie Sievals, Detroit Tigers double A team. You had number one overall pick Spencer Torkelson was just promoted there. Us. So, and, and he just had no answers for Contreras, right? Um, then you had Riley Green, you know, top. You know, depending on what list you're looking at. He's top ten prospect in baseball, right? Um, so it's so Riley Green and Torkelson. Just couldn't, couldn't hit him at all. Um, ten strikeouts on the day for Contreras. He gave up uh, one earned run, two runs total. But yeah, he was uh, he was looking good last night.
0: Um, and I said Erie didn't really have any uh, any answers for him. No a very good outing. So, like you mentioned, went seven, which was his longest outing so far on the season, which was nice to see. Uh, ten strikeouts. Uh, yeah, and again, the talent on the other end. Like There were some two really talented dudes. Torkelson just got his call up, which again was just announced, not last week as I thought, Jim. <laughs> when, when, when we talked about, because it wasn't the weekend. Yeah, uh, It was a Tuesday yesterday. So, yeah, Torkelson got called up. No answers. Contreras, Get him out of here. He's done. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was nice to see against you know, like you mentioned, some good talent on the other end as well. And Contreras just did the damn thing. I yeah, real, I mean, it's kind of cool. Like I, I know, I know a whole entire
2: one Tigers fan, right? And uh, and and it was like right after the seventh inning yesterday. He he messages me and goes, "Who is this Pittsburgh Double A pitcher Contreras?" <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's kind of cool. You know, you get, you get Tigers fans being like, who is this dude? Right. Um,
0: but yeah, yeah the uh, same we don't, just, neither of us really care about the major leagues right now. It's all about the minors. So.
2: That's true. <laughs> we're probably like two of the only organizations out there where the fans are paying attention to a double a baseball game.
0: Right. Um,
2: but but yeah, I mean, it's something where, you know, other fan bases even took note, like, oh my gosh, who is this dude who's dominating Torkelson and Green, right? Hmm. Um but yeah yeah excellent start for Contreras um he's now got a 203 earned run average on the year again 10 strikeouts last night went the went the seven innings I, I think um people kept kept people kept tweeting out last night like that'll be Contreras's day five innings and this and then it's like actually he went six innings and he finished it, it was, oh wait he went he went a seventh inning so right um
0: yeah, so it was our like Final stat line: it was like six innings. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wait, never mind. He's still back out there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, seven starts now. Two oh three.
2: He's gone forty innings, and he struck out fifty-seven. God and sucks. only walked nine. Terrible. So he's, he's looking. He is looking good.
0: So when are him? Because this is be the next guy. So when are him and Cruz getting on the uh, the old bus driving out west? Yeah, I mean, I think I said the magic
2: number was ten starts. So uh, that basically puts him end of the month. I think. I, I mean, I, I can't. Understand. If you're if you're doing that over a ten starts, stand you know, t- ten starts, um, just just move him up. He's demonstrated that he can he can pitch at that level. I don't yeah. see the need to keep him
0: down there. He's really only had, like, I don't even call this one a blip. It wasn't a the best start, you know, a couple weeks ago when he mm-hmm. went five and a third and three earned runs. Like, his worst start was four innings, five earned. After that, they've been, like, gems. Which, again, like, that was good. Yeah. So, he was on this path of just, like, ridiculousness. Then he had the rough start. Okay, so how do you bounce back from it? He did it in great fashion. Went six scoreless. So, okay, he could bounce back. Right, then he had the five and gave up three, and since then one. You know, he had the one earned run last night with ten strikeouts. Like, he's good. He, he's good, and yeah. uh, so is the other guy. Right, O'Neill Cruz. He's been doing really good. Player of the week. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean he he crushed the ball last week. He's now he's now hitting over 300, 155. Well, I runs. I think he went across. down because of last night, but regardless.
1: I think it's a uh, maybe maybe
2: maybe Fangraphs hasn't updated here, but I'm looking at his Fangraphs page. Mm. But uh, the one thing, too, that stands out to me is the strikeout rate, Denardo. Yes. Lowest it's been. Lowest it's been since A-ball, since 2018. Um, strikeout rate is below 25% now. So he's, he's now
0: got that down to a
2: pretty That's acceptable level.
0: Very comfortable.
2: Yeah. Um, And in the meantime, he's he's raking. He's got 582 slugging percentage. Um, Yeah. And I mean, you're seeing these highlights, too, that the curve are putting out there and and these home runs that he's hitting are just
0: monsters. Like he's crushing the ball. I'm impressed. This this to me is almost like best case scenario for O'Neal Cruz. You know, he was certainly a guy I was most worried on this year because of the lost season. I felt that was going to be like if there's any player that's going to be the most detrimental to it, it's, it's O'Neill Cruz. Came in this year. He started off okay. I mean, he was productive, but he still showed signs of what you had worries for, you know. Um, you know, we talked about the the strikeout rate. It was high, but it wasn't terrible. Like it was something we could live with knowing the type of player he is. But right, like at this point of time, and I'm sorry, it was it's 299 right now. He did I saw it was two ninety four last night, but I also saw it 0 for 4 because so he had another at bat. He got a hit, so it's 299, OPS 934. Um, just one strikeout in the five at bat. So so right, like the thing is he's hitting for average, he's hitting for power, and it's not like fluky either, like the strikeouts are down. That that's a really good strikeout rate. Like again, like we can live with that for his profile, the type of player he is. That's this is all good stuff. You know, and I haven't seen too much, but it does sound as if the swing has tightened up a bit. Um, I don't know when the promotion is for him, but I do believe it's sooner rather than later for sure also.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's got to be soon. Um, You know, if you're looking at, if you're looking at it from like where his twenty nineteen was, right, he's basically kind of at that same exact level that they bumped him up from Bradenton to Altoona, right? Mm-hmm. It was after it was after 35 games and 145 plate appearances. Well, he's now at 32 games and 140 plate appearances. So he's kind of right at that level where he's dominated for a level for you know a month and a half. And, and you know, he had some double A at bats in 2019, too. So this isn't like his first go at double A. Right. So, I, I mean, he had 120 weighted runs created plus the first time around. He's at 155 now. I, I think
0: I think his days in Altoona are getting numbered. I know this is a different regime, but that was also one thing about, I was kind of in, maybe impresses though. Maybe shocked, not so much impressed, but like they kind of fast tracked him. The old regime, you know, I was kind of surprised oh. how quickly he did move up, especially for the type of player he is. I know this is a new regime, the last season, but right, like he's in Double A. Yeah, he's he's now had about 270 plate appearances in in a Double A setting. So, and. Like, like, right. Like it's, it's all been good. It's obviously even much better right now than it was his first, you know, go around, but both very good. I, I, I'm very impressed. I'm liking what I see out of no Cruz. I'm more in line thinking this guy can turn out to be a very productive player than, Oh man, here's, you know, a lot of bus factors to him. He's proven a lot right now.
2: Yeah, He's definitely got like the the difference between his floor and ceiling is probably the highest that I can remember a, a, a Pirates prospect having. I mean because the ceiling is just extraordinary. Yes. But then the floor is <laughs> Gregory Polanco, right? <laughs> um so so yeah, you got this the, player when
0: Gregory Polanco was good for those few months.
2: Yeah, not even the good Polanco. We're like, talking about the the the, the now last Polanco. year's Polanco, like 2020 Polanco. Yeah, so like he could turn into that, but he could also turn into like Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton type guy, right? Um, yeah, so who who the who knows? The only way we know is to just kind of keep watching him and progressing through the system. And so yeah, I think I think Indy's next step, and I
0: think it's, I think it's got to come soon. I can imagine that soon, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. I'm not advocating like, all right, this is his next star's last one, but I, I think soon we're seeing what you want to see out of him. He had that really really hot week, so I guess kind of see how he continues. But like if he has another few weeks doing this, like I think it's time. I mean, I think it makes sense. He is 22. It would make sense just taking all of, all things out that he's in PNC next year at some point, right? Yeah. So, yep. it's the middle of June. You can imagine if July comes, he's in Indy for the next few months, see how he responds and does. He starts out in the next year. And he gets that call, you know, the middle of the season next year. Like, like that's that seems like a, a right normal track. Yeah, like that's that's kind of what you're without what you're basing on for. actual play. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited. This is getting exciting, man. Good stuff. These players are coming. They're coming, Jim. It's nice to see him just, like, be who we hoped
2: he would be. <laughs> and, and, again, it's, it's double A. So, I mean, we, it, again, don't,
0: like, we, we still have to, there's still some, some caution here. But, but to, he this point. Is, to this Cause point. Because he could have easily he, came into this year and in double A been terrible. The strikeout yeah. rate could be at 40%, you know? And, sure. and now all those concerns you had are heightened even further.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So he he's he's done everything you want him to do
0: at this point. Even his slugging's at an all time high, by the way. Like his ISO is at two seventy nine. His best ISO before that was two thirteen. And yeah, high is You know, so he's a he's a dude. <laughs> he is a dude. All right. In
2: uh, Joel hands words: He is a bad dude. Yes.
0: Anything else you want to talk about prospect buys quickly?
2: Uh, Piguero's back and nice. he's hitting well, so that's good to see. Because uh, when he when he first came back from his injury, he kind of started off a little slow. Uh, he is now all the way back. He had two hits last night.
0: And um, a stolen base.
2: of stolen pace. That's, that's correct. Uh, but two hits last night. I mean, just the, the past week or so, he's had three multi-hit games. So his his batting average bottomed out last Monday at 238, back up to 277 now.
0: So yeah. What's well, okay, because I was told on Twitter see. that the Marte trade was terrible because they got back a low-A prospect hitting in the low 200s. But, you know, those Twitter yeah. geniuses out there. There's there's a lot of
2: Twitter geniuses out there, especially oh, this past man. this past week. This past week, I don't know if I can take it anymore.
0: <laughs> I like it. I, I like it's, this type of stuff. Oh god, some of it is just I do too like to argue too much to argue. Much so that could be why. And I feel you know as I talk, we've gotten a little soft here, so I don't know. I've, I've been when we've got people who, who are suggesting
2: when we have people suggesting that the Boston Red Sox. Are paying off draft analysts to trick the Pirates. Jim, I'm trying to drink to water. Take- <laughs> the Boston Red. Also, I don't know if you guys know about this, but the Boston Red Sox That'll apparently take. they're paying all of the draft analysts to throw the Pirates off, so that they draft a lesser player, so that uh, so that <laughs> so Jack Lighter and or Kumar Rocker drops to the red sox that is quite a take and it's clearly, the most it's the most absurd thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> it's
0: it's very rational to assume and think that any gm in any sport is is checking the interwebs to find out who they should draft Ben Sherrington I'm sure is, ben like Charrington just, is just dude, he just re-upped his Baseball America, you know, subscription because he heard the new draft rankings are out. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he, he now got the he's notification on board. Notification on
2: his phone. Baseball America mock draft comes out. Yeah. Baseball America ranks Lawler number one. So Charrington actually immediately ran to the draft room.
0: When teams are firing uh, scouts, the Pirates have added 13 more this year, right? They've paid money to add 13 more just so they can look at Baseball America and say, oh, well, you guys are idiots. You see this stuff? It's Lawler. (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: (sighs) What a take. Okay.
0: That's... (laughs) (laughs) that's fun um but with that said anything else down on the farm you want to actually mention worthwhile quinn priester good start
2: yesterday um five innings one run six strikeouts he was also first time on tv first time greensboro um first time priester was on tv by the way because greensboro for some reason still hasn't gotten their their television their milb stuff set up yet i think it's supposed to come next month um and i don't know if you watched the the feed or not denardo what is what is wrong with these minor league baseball are way better than, than that what is what is i mean it looks like these these minor league baseball games are being shot on like Motorola razors. <laughs> <laughs> like there's someone there's a dude with a razor like standing out in the center field and, and they're they're like they're somehow linking that stream and uploading it via dial up to a server and then it's coming to our our screens and it's just how difficult is it to have better production
0: on these things I guess is my question I don't know and and I give you a lot of credit I mean we know it's a person because this is what you see (laughs) yeah like (laughs) like there's someone out there who's like who's doing their best they probably (laughs) uh, I don't don't know there's no tripod there's nothing it's it's clearly a person (laughs) who's like on a trampoline (laughs) (laughs) we need some
2: we need some better better equipment
0: yeah, is what we need. Um. Yeah, I just saw the replay to my motion, and that wasn't too good. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I know we just do this, but like, I I mean, I can do this. Like what you're seeing on that screen, you know. I mean, if I can do this, how come this minor league team can't put out something better looking on? on their broadcasts. I mean, these aren't, this isn't even like an high school, you know, TV production crew that's like learning. Like these guys have ended college, I assume, have now gotten jobs. <laughs> and this is what we're getting. But you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's major league baseball. It's one way or another. So of course. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Could we, uh can we wrap it up there then? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. So we will not be here for NS9 Live tomorrow night. Um, but as, as we mentioned, we should have a special podcast out for you guys this week. that I think you guys will enjoy. Uh, so with that said, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you guys.